Hi everybody and welcome to this week's podcast and today we're going to talk about something that is the absolute linchpin. It is the reason a lot of diets fail for people or why they give up so quickly and that's hunger. So are you finding that hunger sabotages your long-term success on a diet and that's what we're going to cover today. So sit back and enjoy, you're going to learn a few things. Hi everybody and welcome to the podcast. It is great to be back on again and we are coming into a really busy season now. Um, The sun is just starting to shine a little bit. People are thinking about the summer clothes. People are thinking about pulling those white jeans out of the back of the wardrobe from last year. And with a bit of breath, hoping hoping and praying that they they button and they zip. So guys, if you're interested in our signature online coaching program, Revive and Thrive, please hop on. We have offered out a few places now for our summer program. Jump into my DMs, email me on um, infotaragroundsfitness.com or reach out on Facebook or Instagram with a message and I'd be only too happy to chat to you. We can book a call with myself or one of my team members and discuss your challenges and how we can help you. But anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about the one thing that we will be working on in very, very minute detail when it comes to all our fat loss clients in particular is overcoming hunger when on a diet. So I've marked out a few key areas here that I work on and I'm going to give you a sneak peek into when going on a diet. One of the biggest, one of the biggest saboteurs of your diet is hunger. Now, nobody likes being hungry. I don't like being hungry. And you're leaving yourself wide open and vulnerable to snack attacks and overeating and binging if you are hungry. So this is something you have to preempt and this is something you have to plan for. Now, firstly, it stands to reason you're going to be hungry when you're on a diet. And the reason that is, and I think people think that they shouldn't be hungry, but when you think about it, ladies, when you're on a diet, you have to go into a calorie deficit. You cannot eat the same amount of calories on a diet, i.e. I want to lose fat, i.e. the fat has to come off my body, therefore one has to reduce the amount of calories going into one's mouth. <laughs> and adjacent, and in, a junction, and in conjunction with even moving a little bit more, okay? Primary thing here is putting less calories into the own big gob. That's the key consideration here. So, yes, you are going to be hungry. Yes, you are going to have a want on you, mitching around those cupboards, looking for those wee snacks, realizing, holy shit, my snacks are 1300 calories a day and maybe my calorie deficit 1700 a day. So one has to suck it up, keep your powder dry and realize, yes, you have to go into a calorie deficit. Now that said, once you accept self-acceptance before self-improvement, that yes, you can't have the same amount of calories whilst you're dieting or when you're maintaining your weight ever again. I know it's a complete, it's like a wrecking ball coming into your life. And this is where women really, really become unstuck in diets or when they're trying to maintain. Yes, you have to be in a calorie deficit whilst you're losing weight. But here's the thing. You also can never eat the same volume of calories ever again, even when you're trying to maintain your weight. Women just default back to where they started when they finish the diet. They lose the three stone. They eat the way they ate before they started the diet. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Wait back on within a couple of months. Stands to reason. Logical. It's mathematics. There you go. It's black and white. So 
you will be hungry when you're on a diet, number one, if you continue eating the way and the quality of the foods that you eat before you went on the diet. So the chances are that you're probably snacking quite a lot. You're eating high calorie, small volume foods, i.e. snacks, bread, small amounts of pasta, maybe little um, bites and nibbles and licks and tastes throughout the days. And let's face it, let's be real, nobody snacks on chicken breast or nobody snacks on slices of ham or bits of avocado or, you know, fruit. The reality is most people become overweight because they're eating thousands and thousands and thousands of calories a week on absolute shite. And that's usually why we gain weight. And also there's no satiety in the crap in that sort of hyper palatable, high calorie, low volume um, junk food and processed foods. So you're always hungry. There's always going to be a want there for more. And you're never going to be full. You're never going to be fully satiated. So first of all, I would say, number one, accept Accept that this is going to happen until you get into the habit and until even if you come on my program, I'll coach you in detail how to configure meals to help with this. But I'll give you a a simplified version today on this for time's sake. Now, first of all, what I find most people make the mistake of putting their calories too low. It's amazing when I do one to one coaching, when I talk to my clients on the induction, I always love to ask them the question, tell me the calories you were dieting on before you came to me. And every single one of them, I don't think I've ever heard anybody dieting on any more than fourteen or 1,500 calories, even women who have maybe six or seven stone to lose. And the reality is these women could be dieting on 2,200 calories and losing weight. I have a woman at the minute dieting on 2,500 calories a week, of, of, a week and she's losing a pound and a half of fat a week and she's not even exercising, ladies. Okay, so sit down, work out your calories, go to my calorie calculator and figure out, okay, what is my calories for weight loss? Don't be greedy. Don't go for extreme weight loss. Go for normal weight loss. Extreme weight loss is not sustainable. If you're worried about being hungry, well, by Jesus, you will be really hungry if you're looking for extreme weight loss. So be patient. Whatever time you think it takes, treble it. Weight loss, calorie calculator, go check it out on my website and figure out. It'll come back. It'll put it into your email. I'll tell you how many calories you need to eat and how much protein. Forget about the fats. Forget about the carbs unless you're an elite athlete. Chances are your general population, you're a woman over 40, over 50, looking to get the tummy down, looking to feel good and slip back into your normal clothes and feel sort of feel half good about yourself. So normal weight loss. That's it. And I've taken into consideration as well normal behaviour around exercise. Women walk the dog down to the shop for 10 minutes and they consider that. I know when I ask somebody, do you exercise? Yeah, walk the dog. How long? How about 15 minutes a day? That is not even anywhere near the ballpark for exercise. That's called movement, ladies. Movement is the steps you make. When you put your foot out of bed in the morning, do you put it back into bed at night? End off. You ain't exercising. That's just movement. So don't think you're Usain Bolt or don't think you're some <laughs> um, extreme athlete by going for a dander every day. That's movement. You've got to crank it up a notch, okay? So when you are using the calorie calculator, don't, you know, don't bluff yourself when it says moderate exercise one to three times a week and you're walking your dog for 10, 15 minutes to, down the road, you know, to do a pee or do a poo. That's not exercise. That's movement. Moderate exercise one to three sessions a week is 45 to one hour of intense exercise, i.e. heart rate increased, i.e. lifting extremely heavy weights, not a dander down the road. Okay, so 
that can affect the amount of calories you're eating if you've been doing that in the past. So get real with that. All right, ladies, when you're filling in my calorie calculator, make sure the calories you are t- you're in, your own isn't too low. All right. Second thing, high, cal- high volume, low calorie. This is where you sit down and you look at your day and you think, am I actually eating a meal? I find women are terrified of eating meals because they think they're going to get fat. But the reality is they're probably eating four times the calories in a day from the crap and the nibbles and the snacking and the bars and the bread and this and that and the other than they would ever have in a full meal. Most of the women I know who are naturally thin eat two to three big meals a day and don't snack. Or they eat the meals when they're hungry. They don't have a constant want and they're not grazing and picking and, 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 and grazing and nibbling all day on rubbish from the cupboard. Especially if you're working from home and especially if you're sedentary, sitting at a desk all day. And you're within touching distance of the kitchen cupboard, which can be a real challenge for women. So formulate your meals, plenty volume, low calories. Have a big bowl of salad with every meal you have. So if it's your lunch or your dinner. For instance, if you're having an omelette for lunch, half your plate salad. The salad might be 10 calories. The omelette could be whatever calories you want, but having that half a plate full of salad, I'm lazy, I buy the Tesco salad bowls or the Marxy salad bowls, they're already made up. We tomatoes are in them, the peppers, the, the cucumber, the lettuce, the tomatoes, they're all there, they're chopped up and you just have to make a massive handful out and you pop it on your plate. It takes time to eat it and that also fills your tummy up. And again with your dinner in the evening, half of your dinner or half of your plate of vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, you know, cabbage, plenty green vegetables, plenty colour on your plate and that fibre in that vegetables, once that hits your tummy, so the fibre in the salad, the fibre in the vegetables, the fibre in the fruit, once that fibre hits your tummy, it swells to three times the size. So you can start, you can imagine how that swells in your tummy, creates volume, creates bulk and creates that feeling of fullness. So if you don't do that, you're really, really going to struggle. So I find, and my clients find, that bulking out those meals with big, high-volume um, salads really, really works a treat. If you're doing scrambled eggs in the morning, for instance, or at lunchtime with a bit of toast, add some peppers, add some mushrooms, add some tomatoes, add bulk and volume to it, and watch how much more satiated you are after that meal. Okay, so that's first. Second one. Third one. Double the protein in your main meals. If you're hungry, before you even add, before you even add the veggies, before you even add the the fiber, double the protein in your main meals and watch your hunger disappear. Honestly, ladies, today I was really hungry at lunchtime and there was a box of pastries sitting in the corner and I thought, if I don't eat this lunch quickly, I know what's going to happen here. So I had actually two cooked chicken breasts they were just we cooked chicken breasts and they had like a skin on top of them. So what I thought, I thought, well, I don't want them cold today because it's a bit cooler. I'll heat them in the oven. So with two chicken breasts, they were 140 calories each. Stuck them in the oven for 15 minutes. They were really, really delicious. Just heated them up. I had two or three bacon, smoked bacon medallions, which I just pan fried and chopped up. Had a big, massive bowl, that same salad, Tesco salad bowl, still sitting in the fridge. Big handful of salad, chopped up the chicken had the bacon medallions, did a wee drizzle of that lovely sticky, um, uh, it's like a dress and I can't remember the name of it, it's like a, um, a balsamic glaze I think you call it, drizzled over the top of it 
And once I had those two chicken breasts on me, those wee breaking medallions and that salad in me, oh my God, I was full. Like I'm still full. That was at half 12 today. It's nearly six o'clock when I'm recording this and I'm actually not even hungry for my dinner, to be honest with you. But I know doing those things makes a massive difference to my appetite. So doubling the volume of the protein, the two chicken breasts, the wee bit of bacon medallions and a big, big salad. It's just a game changer, ladies. It's a real game changer. And here's the beautiful part of this. Do you know how many calories is probably in that meal? I would say there's about 350 calories in that meal. You know, um, we were shopping yesterday and bought a big box of pastries and there's like six or seven big pastries sitting and there's a big massive caramel square and I'm not talking, I'm talking really thick. The, the caramel, the it's about a half an inch thick on it. The chocolate is a few millimetres thick and a lovely big crunchy base. And I would say that pastry alone, that one pastry is a good six or seven hundred calories. I would eat that and I would be hungry an hour later. But you imagine the two big chicken fillets, a big salad, some glaze, delicious, and I threw a few wee um, um, gherkins on the side of it as well. Full, absolutely full. When you eat like that, your chances of success in your fat loss programs will accelerate, I promise you. But you just have to take the time to know and plan. Another tip as well is make sure that you have it planned. Plan even the same meals. So eating the same meals for two or three days at a time really helps. So if you are buying a packet of chicken fillets like the ones I had, you know, I think there were six in that packet of chicken fillets. So you could have two today, two tomorrow for lunch and two the next day for lunch. And you have your salad bowl and you have everything else there. So, you know, you don't have to be Gordon Ramsay. Replicate your meals over the couple of days. Keep it simple because simple is the easiest and it's the more likely to get you success because you don't need to think about food all the time. Just eat the same food for a couple of days, every couple of days and simplify things for yourself. Now the next thing on my list is water. The amount of on uh, of dehydrated women running around is insane. So look at your kilos of your body. So if you're 70 or say you're 80 kilos of um, weight, you're 80 kilos. So in order to convert your weight into kilos, it's 2.2 pounds is one kilo. Okay. So you if you're 140 pounds, um, divide that by 2.2 and that'll give you the kilos. And multiply your kilos by 28 and that gives you the amount of litres that you need in a day. So I think 80 kilos is about 2.2 litres a day. Now, your teas and coffees also feed into that hydration. But I would certainly encourage you to add more water to your diet if you're on a fat loss programme and you're in a calorie deficit. Not only is it really important for fat loss and for general health and well-being, Water stored intracellular and extracellular. So inside the cells and outside. Most of it's inside the cells. Now, if you're dehydrated, this can also be misinterpreted by the body for hunger. Hunger. So if you're drinking plenty of water, and if you don't like water, sometimes what I do is well, I get sparkling water, I add a wee bit of sugar-free dilute. And you think you trick yourself into thinking you're getting a fond orange. Um, and that can really fill your the bubbles can fill your tummy up. And, you know, the orange drink and what that does, it feeds into your hydration status for the day. It tricks your tummy into thinking it's getting food and it keeps you fuller for longer, ladies. So there's a wee trick. You know, add in one diet mineral a day. I know women are obsessed to think Diet Coke's going to give them um, uh, cancer or it's going to give them some sort of chronic illness. The chances are you're at higher risk of your chronic illness if you're overweight rather than having one diet drink a day. So we've got to put that into perspective. So a wee diet mineral will do you no harm at all. Um, put a wee straw in and, and, you know, again, all these things feed into your hydration status for the day. Trick your tummy and you think it's feeling fuller for longer and it will prolong your gaps between meals without feeling hungry. 
Sleep is a big one, ladies. Of everything we're talking here today, none of this works if you're not well slept. We're aiming for seven to nine hours per night. If you're menopausal, the drop in estrogen creates issues anyway around um, appetite and appetite regulation. But when you're lacking in sleep, your body's ability the next day to get up your hormones will be up the left if you're not well slept and when the hormones are up the left you have a decrease in estrogen this has a knock-on effect on your health seeking behaviors around food the next day so you're more likely to reach for the high sugar high fat highly calorific junk foods you're less likely to stand as i say like today and wait for the two chicken breasts to cook in the oven or to reheat and pan fry a few wee bacon medallions you're thinking can be arsed with that and you'll probably reach for something handy junk in the, in the cupboard and get that into you you're also less likely to move if you're tired and fatigued um, you're less likely to go for your walk you're less likely to do your workout and we all know what that's like so you're 79 hours asleep try and get a minimum of seven a minimum ladies um, of hours of sleep a night and that will have such a positive impact on every area of your life myself and Damien spend our coaching days drilling into our clients that nothing else will work if you're not well slept it's as simple as that so getting your sleep status sorted getting your hydration status sorted is it's like the backbone of everything else because everything else will not work it'll be broken if you don't get that right that fundamental right because it's not sexy because it's too straightforward and because it's simple nobody really considers it but it is the secret weapon when it comes to health and well-being your sleep and your hydration status finally I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about and that's booze as a coach more and more often I'm noticing when I'm seeing food diaries from people is the overconsumption and the dependence on alcohol and not just a weekend thing anymore this is becoming a daily thing what I'm noticing since the lockdown is that women because they're not getting into the car the next morning to travel to work and they're working from home they're more likely to have one or two alcoholic drinks at home each night is this healthy no I could have said yes six months ago but we now know from research and from recent statistics and recent um, studies completed that there are now no zero safe limits for alcohol when it comes to your risk of breast cancer so that's easy for me we now know national health guidelines is still sitting at 14 units a week which is your maximum units that's considered safe and healthy which is the equivalent to a bottle and a half of wine um, and I know a lot of women are drinking two three times this in a week and not only will it annihilate your body composition it'll annihilate your hormones it's not good for us lady it's increasing our risk of getting cancer it's increasing our risk of getting other health related conditions um, it's also adding additional calories to your week that are giving you no bang for buck in terms of nutritional um, um, no nourishment no vitamins or minerals so it's empty calories it will deplete your physical and your mental health and it is not good for you now I'm not going to sit on high moral ground here there's nobody loves an Aperol spritz or a wee glass of red wine more than I do but since that research came out it's really pulled my horns and I have to say and as a health professional you know as, <laughs> I, I you have to adopt these approaches there's things that come out and you know there's pieces of research come out and they just absolutely floor you and you think Jesus Christ that's incredible it's like the research came out two years ago that you have a higher risk of getting cancer had a sedentary job than you do smoking cigarettes again that was another you know table holding moment where you were thinking sweet Jesus you know so if you're sedentary 
If you're boozing, if you're not moving and if you're overweight, ladies, it's time to pull your horns in. It's time to get your act together. We've got to take responsibility. I've given you a few tips there in relation to trying to overcome the hunger. Um, But as I say, for the hierarchy of needs, it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs with their hierarchy of needs and requirements in this particular instance in hunger and calorie deficit. Number one, would I be rating the most important, the bottom of the pyramid, and certainly would be the sleep. The next one would be your water, your hydration status, making sure you're well slept, making sure you're plenty water and you're you're not dehydrated because that can also impact your energy. Then formulating out your meals and carefully articulating out your meals to make sure that you have big plates of food, that you're not eating a baby portion of food and then eating shite all day and piles and piles of snacks and thousands of calories a week, which could be contributing to your um to your weight gain. I had one client in particular this week and she was drinking the equivalent of three bottles of wine a week. It was three and a half bottles of wine over the week. And, you know, all I had to do was take the wine out of her diet and she would lose a pound and a half a week if her calories remained the same in every other area of her life. A pound and a half a week, a weight a week, a fat a week, just by taking the the vino out. Um, So ask yourself that question. It's become uh, an or societal norm, especially in Ireland, it's okay to drink. You're a weirdo if you don't drink. If you're going out and you're not drinking and you're driving, you're asked the questions. You know why are you not? Why are you not drinking? Why Why are you driving? And it's like almost like eyebrows raised. You know, whereas we should be saying, well, wh- why are you drinking two bottles of wine and four cocktails? That should be the abnormal. But I think in our society, it's not. You know, are you pregnant? Or why wh- wh- Why are you not drinking? And um, a lot of us would drink in the house. And again, that's probably even more dangerous. Um, so just, just ask yourself the questions and think about your health. This is not a, a judgment based. As I said, there's nobody loves a, a, an Aperol Spritz, a, a Guinness and a glass of wine more than me. But it really has made me pull my horns in now in terms of my health um, and my um, my future health outcomes because I want them to be more positive if I know that alcohol increases my risk. So there we have it. Ladies would love, would love to talk to you, would love you to join our programme, would love you to come and see. We actually have a lady coming in tonight on our programme. She's unbelievable. Her name is um, Geraldine. Her blog's called Serenity 10. She was an alcoholic um, and I listened to her at a, at a talk not so long ago and I thought, I recognise some of the traits, I recognise some of the behaviours and I can see them in some clients of my own. And I'm not a professional. I'm not an, in any way um, qualified to to talk to people about alcohol. So this lady's coming in to speak about her own experience and to maybe have some people think about their own alcohol consumption. Because we would never, we, we always think, oh, the sugar and the chocolate and the bread and cutting that sort of rubbish out of our diet. But never really do we think, am I drinking too much? You know, what is too much for me? I want to find out tonight. What is alcohol? What is normal? You know, is it normal on a Friday evening to think to yourself, Jesus, I'd love a glass of wine and you sit down and have two glasses of wine? You know, is that normal? Is abnormal not being able to stop at two glasses of wine? So I have all these questions that I'm I'm dying to ask her. um, And hopefully then... I can get her on a podcast so you guys can ask her questions as well. And if you want to um, pop me through any questions, I would love to ask Geraldine on your behalf and get her to answer them. So, ladies, just to underline, sleep, 
water, double your protein, tons of vegetables, tons of salad, low calorie fruits like berries, strawberries, raspberries, whack them into your yogurts, um, cut down the booze and pre-plan your meals and keep it simple. And hopefully that helps you all out with um, obliterating those hunger pangs whilst you're on a diet. I'm going to love you and leave you. Thank you so much. And I'm recording this just on the bank holiday weekend. So have a great bank holiday weekend, ladies, if you're listening back. All the best.